Welcome back to Decadorks. We're the 12 sided guys. We have Matt as Pine. Hi. Scott as Roops. That's me. Sabrina as Nari. Hey there. Jordan as Richter. Good evening. And me, Paul, the guy who's super excited to be sitting in row L when Auntie Donna comes to Seattle. I'm oh, sure geez. it will be very ripper. <laughs> It'll be very ripper. <laughs> they give me the horn. I am so excited. Oh, Scott can tell you how hard it was to get those tickets. They were all gone, and I logged back on, and there was one row, and I snagged up two tickets real quick. So Scott and I are going to Seattle in October. Anyway, enough about that. <laughs> Pay attention to us. <laughs> we have a Patreon for more content and a shop for all your dodecadork drip. Those two things really help out our podcast, but honestly, the best thing you can do to help out this, your favorite D&D actual play podcast, is just spread the word. Tell everyone. Get a bumper sticker from the shop and put it in your rear window. Hell, get a 12 of guys tattoo. Your love for us keeps us going and excited to bring you more quality content. Anyway, if you... <laughs> this was so bad. I forgot which one I did. <laughs> I think that's the only one who's going to know this. Anyway, if you ever were repeatedly told that you were in trouble, only to then hear, touchdown, then this podcast is for you. It's the Crystal Codex episode 107. What? It's Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. Yes. For the Sega oh, Genesis. <laughs> Technically, I learned it's actually Joe Montana 2 Sports Talk Football. And I can still okay. remember running and it, and it would do like actual like uh, like live um, like Commentary. voices. And this, this was cutting edge technology. And so you're running and you just keep going, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. He's a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Memories, memories. You could give it to Bo Jackson and then you could just run through anybody. <laughs> that was a Family Guy sketch. I called Bo Jackson. <laughs> oh, that was Tech Mobile, though. Actually, that was Tech Mobile. All right, you guys. Well, welcome back to the city of Almar. Um, this is now the nighttime after a tidal wave crashed into the city, causing untold destruction, uh, destroying houses, shops, ending lives. Uh, a very sad thing has happened, but that all was because Yasaro, the Herald of Water, came to the city of Almar to try to protect the Wall of Keys um, and to confront our heroes, Nari and the boys. It was a very intense but very short battle as Yasaro practically destroyed Pine, got him down to one hit point in the very first round, and also got Nari and Richter down into the 30s as far as hit points before Richter dealt a hundred and some odd hit points worth of damage. 168, I think is what you had said, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, they de- they dealt 268 damage to Yasaro in one round before Pine even got his turn. That is how much damage was dealt. It was amazing. I'm not even mad about it. To be fair, Pine would have just dumped all of his commander's morale into himself if that, and that would have been his whole turn. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to do. Um, anyway, uh, as far as that goes, then Yasaro was defeated. A- another key was obtained and it was put into um, the wall of keys and crystals. Only one key remains, and that is en route uh, via Tikris and the Snow Patrol coming down from the Glass Mountains. But before that can happen, 
our heroes ventured back up out onto the streets where they saw all this destruction and they decided to spend the rest of the day helping out where they could. Um, a couple of interesting things happened. Roos and Nari uh, ran into uh, Master Saemon, the uh, high priest of the Temple of Lord Laramie, the, the Lord of Swords, um, who actually helped cleanse Roos of his curse from the swords of Lord Laramie. Um, way back months ago, um, back in the city of Marlek, um, they decided to meet up later with, uh, with him, with Master Saemon, to tell their own sides of the story of what has happened so far. Um, and later, Richter and Pine were confronted by three men who Richter recognized instantly as members of the First Swords. These followers of Bartas, the headsman, this former adjudicator, now mafia leader of Almar. Uh, formerly, he basically ran the city, and now it seems that maybe his power is ebbing away as uh, the Senate has decided to actually start acting like a governing body. They decided to meet with somebody um, at midnight at the Drasia Opera House Courtyard. As night fell uh, in the city of Almar, Nari and the Boys 2.0 retired back to Richter's home where a couple things happened. Richter recognized that somebody had been in his home and also that a letter that was left on his desk was missing. Uh, as well as uh, Master Saman showed up and swapped stories, discussing how he had uh, followed some of Roos's um, story that he had shared and had gone to the Glass Mountains and had recovered uh, three of Lord Laramie's swords for a total of five out of seven. And Master Saman had agreed to help Nari and the boys in any way that he could because it seems that their paths are now intertwined as they have the same goal, confronting Iremil. Master Saman to get the last two swords and Nari and the boys to end this threat of inevitability. And that is where we left last time. We are now in the city of Almar. It is close to midnight. He had just left, right? He had just left when, when he ended the last episode because I've been thinking about it between episodes. Okay. I would run out and say, hey, could you maybe like have your, um, your swordsman at the ready, maybe positioned secretly somewhere in the, uh, the courtyard of the Dacia Opera House tonight around midnight. We may have to rumble and it'd be nice to have some people have our back. Uh, make a persuasion check. You can see that he looks very tired, um, from his day of work. That's a nat 20 for a 29. Says we will be there. And, and if everything goes according to plan, there will be no bloodshed, but it'd just be nice to know that it's not just us four. Perfect. Hey, Roos, get on that sending stone and send a message to uh, Tigish. I know that he was interested in Bartas. Yes, I'm on it. I'll send him a message. Oh, wait, did I use it today? Uh, I believe you did to tell him that you were in town. Yeah, I did. That was all it. today? Okay. That was, uh, you guys just arrived today. Yeah, yeah. Whoops. Who <laughs> shakes it? I don't think it's working right now. Maybe if we wait um, until it's like exactly at midnight, I can send him a message. That's when I get the new wordle. <laughs> <laughs> Does your wordle come through your cell stone as well? Oh no, I do it on my desktop computer because I'm an old guy. <laughs> <laughs> CRT monitor and everything. All right. Awesome. Does your, well, does your TikTok have access to your Wi Fi? <laughs> Wait, why would my why would my clock need to access the internet 
Anyone who's listening to this, literally the tech, the TikTok um, hearings happened yesterday from where we're recording right now. And oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It is, there were some real winners uh, as far as questions. They, they just some, some real winners. <laughs> it was, it was pretty entertaining to watch, but yes. also like really sad that those are our representatives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so out of touch. Okay. See, I'm not like Matt. I'm not a computer guy like Matt is. Um, but even I know that the questions that they were asking were ridiculous. Oh. Can, can anyone explain to me why my FYP is all big old booby women? I can't. <laughs> it just seems like it's not good for kids. If, oh, no, that's one that's not true. But oh my gosh, that is one of the best memes going around. <laughs> my oh, FYP man. is all wrestling. It's all wrestling. Hey, quick story, guys. <laughs> quick story. I've been dating a woman um, and I met her dad. And um, I was worried that um, it wouldn't go so well. And uh, we connected over wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> all I can say is thank you, TikTok for making my FYP nothing but wrestling for like the past two months. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. All right. Well, very good. Well, midnight is fast approaching as you guys are here at Richter's. I mean, basically Richter's Manor. Um, if you want to be honest, it's not just a home. It's a, it's a manor. Uh, very nicely uh, appointed. You know, it's got like wooden, like dark wood wainscoting. It's got rugs and paintings. It's got, um, you know, heavy wooden dark furniture um just very very um well well dressed i would uh, summon crumbles to me as well okay and so when when crumbles um shows up i'll uh you know be petting him around the neck and head and i'll be saying do you have anything any more in you boy are you gonna be okay we just got a conversation to have and love to have you here backing us up um, you, he nuzzles your hand. Um, you can see fatigue, but not fatigue to the point of like being exhausted. Um, Crumbles okay. hasn't fought today. Crumbles has only been a beast of burden today. Okay. So, um, it seems that he, I mean, not that that's easy work, but Crumbles seems ready to go. I mean, Matt has never in his real life ever been in a fight and I get <laughs> tired when I do beast of burden work. So, <laughs> uh, oh, very good. As we make our way over, Roos is going to sneak and not be directly with the party, but be in the shadows nearby. Gotcha. I think to that end, too, Pine on Crumbles would be like a distraction so that Roos could sneak more easily, too. Perfect. Why don't you make a stealth check then, Roos? So I'm going to use an ability that I haven't used for a minute because I didn't roll so hot. Um, I'm going to add my psionic die to that so i got a 14 and then i rolled a d8 and got a three so it's a 17 okay all right um so here's what we're gonna do um you guys have been to the decia opera house courtyard before let me just kind of describe it to everybody it's this big wide open square the decia opera house at this point um like the uh the doors the front doors as you approach you see that they have put uh like um I was going to say like yellow, <laughs> yellow um, hazard tape, <laughs> but no, they have, they've actually just put like some metal um, removable fence type thing uh, in front of it um, to keep people out. Um, you can see that there are, is like scaffolding um, around the building as they are trying to repair the damage done by Bartos's fireballs. 
as they attacked you during Tedward's last performance. But as far as the courtyard itself, out in front of the opera house, there are these two massive Sphinx statues that are facing each other. Um, there's And there's like little little lawns that are kind of there in that courtyard. There's a big fountain, but then um, all around the square is just houses and businesses. Very nice. Um, like this is kind of a richer area um, as it is relatively close to the Cathedral of Iramil. Um, but, and the Dracia Opera House is kind of the event center of the city. It is that and the Colosseum, which is outside of the city, but this is definitely a nicer uh, part of town. And as you approach, um, where would you guys like to be? First, Ruth, where would you like to be kind of hiding? There is a, a fountain that is kind of on the south end of the square. The sphinxes are further towards the north. There's these lawns that they don't have like trees or anything, just plants and flowers. And then there's these houses that uh, border on the, uh, the opera houses on the north uh, side. And then there's houses and shops around the east, west, and south side. So Ruth would... would- Try and climb onto a roof where he could get um, a nice little spot to crouch low and keep an eye on everything. Why don't you go ahead and just kind of uh, point out which which uh, building you want to be on top of? So, uh, uh, kind of in the in the middle of the map on the eastern side. I don't know what these shops are, but um, kind of on the roof over here on the east, in the middle building, it looks like. All right, and then the rest of you can all kind of decide where you want to be. But as you approach, you see that there is um, there are two um, people. Um, they are dressed kind of in the Marlex style. Um, they are by the fountain. They are kind of talking with each other, but you can't help but notice that one of them has a great sword on their back. The other one has a sword at their waist with a shield strapped to their back. Um, this man and this woman, they're kind of talking back and forth. As you approach, they, they both uh, look over in your direction and give you... Uh, kind of this this nod um, and as you look further north you can see that there are actually two more another man and woman that are standing by the kind of they're lounging up against the uh, the Dracia Opera House itself um, and then you can see um, that standing and, dis- and talking by the Sphinx Master Saman and this other swordsman uh, lounging talking uh, and looking around uh, Richter and Nari and Pine, you guys all kind of approach the opera house from the south. Before we arrived, Pine would have uh, entered the frigid retribution stance with crumbles at level two. Okay. As you guys uh, venture out into the courtyard, you see approaching from an alleyway um, on the east side of the of the square you see a beefy boy come walking out into the courtyard. And he kind of stands out in the middle of this wide open plaza. Um, and you see that following behind him, you see um, a, a man dressed in a robe. It is uh, not the one who was speaking to you before, but it is the other man in a robe. So there were three people who you spoke with earlier in the day, a beefy boy and then two robe men. And one of the robe men did most of the talking. That robe man, the one who kind of lost his cool, is not here. But the beefy boy is. And then this other robed robed uh, fellow. Uh, they come and they stand out in the middle of this courtyard, um, kind of away from the buildings. And they see Pine and Richter and Nari approaching. And they are stopped and just watching you. Richter's going to walk forward, kind of approach them. I don't know that he would be close enough. Like, I imagine he'd be maybe 10 feet away from them. Okay. And will kind of pull up and say, well, I'm here. 
what is it that and who is it that wanted to speak with me? The beefy boy actually is now doing most of the talking. And he says, so this is a, a meeting where um, hopefully we can parlay in peace. This is a, an opportunity for discussion, not for battle, not for combat. Do I have your agreement? I'd love to believe that this city has been through enough. And so both, <laughs> both as the result of our own actions, as well as under the result of, well, unfortunate circumstances. I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> if we can keep this civil, I think that would be better for everyone. An agreement then. A peaceful exchange of information. Richter will nod to that. He turns back to the east and kind of looks into an alleyway and he nods his head. And then there is this kind of, of not smoke. It's almost like a, like a, a quick, like flash of, of mist appears and then settles down and you can feel the dew, um, the moisture in the air kind of disperse. And then standing in front of you, you see this um, older gentleman, probably in his early seventies. He's got um, dark brown skin. He's got kind of age lines. He's thin. Um, he's clean shaven. But you definitely recognize the hard look in his eyes. And standing before you is Bartos, the headsman, the former power behind the city, the underworld, um, the mafia boss of the First Swords, is standing in front of you, Richter. Richter will kind of nod to him and say, Bartos. Kalen Richter. So you're back in Almar. Yes. What brings you back? Well, um, no doubt you've noticed many of these strange occurrences that have been going on in the city. And certainly the events of just today have been particularly egregious. The reason I came back is highly related to that. Uh, Nari and Roos, as you guys with your passive perceptions are um, kind of gazing around, you can see kind of peeking around a corner of a building, you can see there is another robed um, fellow who's kind of standing around uh, behind one of the buildings over kind of further north on the east side of the of the courtyard. Um, not making any overt moves or anything, but you recognize that there is at least one more first sword here in the courtyard. Bartos looks at you, Richter, and says, you did a lot of damage when you were here last time. Uh, I defended myself. Let's be clear about that. I'm talking about the Senate. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, now, thanks to your actions, he looks over at Pine and R and he says, and yours and yours. Now the Senate thinks that they can rule this city. And do you know what that means? That means deadlock. That means arguing. That means nothing moving forward. And as I'm sure you can tell, as he kind of motions around, he says, now is not the time for indecision and for debate. Now is the time for a firm hand and leadership. You know, there was a time I would be inclined to agree with you. 
but I feel that I've seen enough to know that there is always time to do it the right way. Mm-mm. Literally a tidal wave hit the city earlier today. And we have all of these unwashed zealots of Iramil coming into this city. And what does the Senate do? Nothing. Wait, hold up, hold up. I know that this is between you and Richter, but come on, a tidal wave hit the city. Did you see the citizens of this city come together to help those in need? Did you see the high speaker out there working her fingers to the bone, pulling people from rubble? And her dress was perfect the whole time. (laughs) And here you all are, washed and perfumed and clean and hands soft and supple. Yes, my power, my influence is better served in this city elsewhere. Leading, directing, controlling. (laughs) I guarantee you that tidal wave that hit today, that is not the last of the calamities that will strike this city. You feel it. I feel it. Something is coming. And Almar needs to be ready. And right now, she is not. Well, you may disagree with the Senate and with the leadership. You may decry their inaction. That doesn't mean that you have to sit idly by and watch it destroy itself. And I don't suppose you have been sitting idly by and watching it destroy itself either. No. There are ways that we can render service. And there are ways that we can do that in a way that can uphold a better political future for this city. Look, the events of today and of the last months are not aberrations. They were not random acts of calamity they are indeed in preparation this angel of inevitability as you no doubt have surmised has real power and we are rushing towards some sort of a great culmination of sorts we myself and my companions here have been on the front lines of fighting this thing for well they have been on the front lines of fighting it for a while. I only am a a recent addition to this. I understand what you're saying. But what you're also saying is that it is happening now. Like, we are moving towards an ending. And Almar is not ready. Almar needs a strong hand to guide her through this. And I was that strong hand and what I am proposing is that you help me become that strong hand again to get this city this country this world through what is coming like you said there were others out there Nicolette St. Clair was out there using her hands to help move rocks. She is weak. She did little to actually help. Her power is not in her muscles. Her power is in her position. And she didn't use it. Wait, wait, wait. How would she... What, what, leading. Are... Directing. Guiding. She was out there leading by example. I'm, look at this. Look at this beautiful building behind you. He does not turn to look at it. 
absolutely gorgeous. I saw the way you lead firsthand in there when you lit it on fire. When it was full of the citizens that you claim to be the best leader for. Look, Bartas, I'm not here to argue the past. If you want to lead this city and present them with a path forward, then earn it. Earn that respect. That's the only way that it should be taken anyway. Any leader should receive that mantle based on the way that the people look to them for leadership. If you think that a strong arm is needed to help guide and protect people, to help provide for their needs in the moments when they most need it, then use your considerable resources to do just that. You know, if you do that, maybe, maybe there is some weird, perverse world in which you are the best-suited individual to lead Almar. But if you don't make the steps, and you propose to use force or intimidation or any other means to usurp and take over control, then you're as bad as any warlord, despot, and tyrant that has ever existed throughout Pavantis. He shakes his head. What a waste of time. What a waste of time. Time we do not have. I was going to come to you with a proposal, but I fear you would just turn it down blindly and let this city suffer. If it must be, tell me your proposal. I'll hear you out. Why not? Tell me what you're thinking, and I will do my best to give it a fair consideration. Something is coming. You spoke in the Senate of heralds, of angels, of Iremil making a move. Something is happening. It's happening here. I have power. I have forces. You have diminished me greatly by taking away what hold I had in the Senate. But I still have power. And I can use that power to help what you are doing against whatever forces are out there that are coming for us. However, I need your word that when this is over, you will step aside and you will leave the city of Almar to me. If you want to help for whatever it is that is coming, then by all means, help. And if you prove yourself a worthy leader, then I don't see any reason why I should intervene at all. But if you do propose to try to take over by force or coercion after the fact, I can't guarantee that I will stand idly by and let that occur. I... This is a, this is a decision you have to make, Bartas. I'm not going to act as your conscience or your your voice of reason here. If you want to help, we would gladly accept the help. Make a persuasion check with disadvantage. Okay. But know this, if we fail, then you fail as well. It's not like you're helping us with our goals. We're fighting for all of Pavantus, which includes you and your city. So says you. Richter rolled a 12 with disadvantage. He looks at you and then he kind of glances over at the swordsmen that are kind of arrayed around the courtyard glances up at Roos on the 
on the roof who thought he was pretty well hidden. Well, good luck. Good luck with whatever you're doing. But Almar is mine. And he turns to the beefy boy and the robed guy and he says, we're leaving. And he turns to start walking away. <sighs> you know, I had really hoped that perhaps there would be some way he could see reason. That he would see it in his heart that if he just served the people, he could win their respect. He could earn the title of leadership or the mantle of leadership that he seems so desperate to, to obtain. He feels he's owed power and he's willing to put the whole world in jeopardy at the chance of having it. Yes, it's unfortunate. He doesn't understand that the power he so desperately wants, he can't take. The people have to give that to him. And he previously took it through fear, through intimidation. But it seems after our nudging of the Senate, they no longer fear him, and they no longer give him that authority over them. I would say mission accomplished, then. At least we helped make a positive change in that direction. Keep an eye on your on your backs. I get the impression that Bartas is not above trying to strike when we are at our most vulnerable. I'm wondering if... Uh, I would love it if we could all come together and all of our forces could be focused on fighting inevitability. But it would seem now we're going to need to allocate some resources, find some friends or allies to watch our back during that most pivotal, pivot, pivot, pivotal moment. I think you're correct. I think you're right about that. Maybe we should convene with the speakers of the, the high and low houses and just, uh, I don't know, warn them, warn them of what might be to come. Man, the balls on that guy, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I will serve the city better. Like he just got hit by a tidal wave and his men did nothing. Yes. He doesn't truly care for the people in this city, only for the prestige of the title of ruler over it. He was a former adjudicator ruling Almar, the largest city in on Pavantis. I mean, that's a, that's quite the prize. So, and he ruled it for quite some time secretly and from the shadows, but he did. Maybe I should have shown him my adjudicator's weapon up close, like underneath the chin up through the top of the head close. <laughs> I think I could have helped you with that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. You got one too. He's the only one we didn't get. Well, I mean, Kippen is still alive in a dungeon somewhere. That's true, but we did fight her. Yeah, and then Kira got her weapon, right? I believe so. They went to Brinby, I thought. Oh. No, that was Trippin's weapon. Oh. Their weapon went to Brinby. That's right. Oh, that was an awesome sword, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but mine has icy powers. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Awesome. As you guys are kind of discussing this out in the middle of the courtyard, you can see that Master Saman kind of, he looks over in your direction and kind of gives you a, a shrug. Um, kind of like, are we done? I'll give him a salute. Okay. And then shoo him away with my hands. <laughs> he rounds up his uh, his uh, acolytes and they, they head off uh, kind of north and west towards Ye Old Otter Inn. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? 
<laughs> Ye old otter. <sighs> I'm just I'm, I'm imagining like ye 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 otter in. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was pretty bad. <laughs> no, Alanis. Uh, this this is the second Alanis Morissette reference in like five episodes. <laughs> yes. um, Sorry that she's so relevant. <laughs> Isn't it ironic, though? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining on Zootopia, uh, if you've if you've seen Zootopia, that otter that goes that goes feral, but before yes. he has like the little glasses and the mustache and everything, and that's what I'm imagining on the sign of ye old otter in is that Disney character. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Okay, well, Master Simon and the Acolytes have headed um, away, um, and you guys are left here in the courtyard outside of Dracia Opera House. Um, very good. What would you guys like to do now with the rest of your night? I think we should head back and get some sleep so that we can, again, see if we can talk with the uh, the high speaker and then get back to work on this city. Still plenty to do, I think. Do we know when that key is supposed to arrive? Well, I don't know. Could we pay somebody to send a message to, to Tikris, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> I keep checking the cell stone, but I'm not getting service right now. All right. No, very good. So you guys, where are you guys going to sleep at? You guys going to go back to Richter's house? Yeah, I think so. I mean, did we want to go to the, uh, the ot- otter? Ye old otter in, <laughs> ye old otter, ye, ye old otter in. There's also the drawn drapes, which you guys were at before. We stated the drawn drapes last time, but uh, drawn drapes, sure. But honestly, like ever since that bartender quit, I, it hasn't been. <laughs> he quit. Yeah, totally he quit. <laughs> he totally did. <laughs> he quit living. <laughs> Spooky boy, I choose you. <laughs> it was super effective. <laughs> Alright, well where would you guys like to go? I mean, hey director, let's go I mean, I've already kind of crashed on your couch once I, So I'll sleep well, I guess you said there's extra bedrooms I could sleep in a bed, hey Honestly, yeah. the couch was pretty comfortable I wouldn't mind taking another snooze on that Oh, I've passed out many times on those couches <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some more cheese A little bit of wine And then off to bed Sounds like a plan Yeah, but none of that mild cheddar shit. <laughs> <laughs> Only the sharpest goat cheese ever. Oh yes. Yeah. Damn, Rector didn't realize you were so fancy. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> there are five bedrooms upstairs in Rector's home. There's a room for Crumbles. <laughs> Actually, uh no, I will though on our way back. I will ask Crumbles. I'll say, Crumbles, I know that um you've had a very long day. Would you like me to Send you away and then ask you back tomorrow morning, or are you okay sleeping, you know, in some stables here? Crumbles nuzzles your hand, and you get the impression that Crumbles would like to stay near you. Okay, perfect. All right, you guys wander on back to um, Richter's home, and you guys, uh, are you guys going to sleep upstairs in the bedrooms? You guys just sleep down on the couches? Uh, One, two, three, four. Yeah, there's five bedrooms upstairs. Why don't we... So, Nari, if you're going to sleep downstairs, that'd be great, because it's almost like a watch, and then the rest of us could go sleep in, like, real beds. I mean, that sounds great. Yeah, I think it might not be a bad idea to to take our watches. I get the impression that Bartos may 
now that he knows that we're not going to fall in line, I think we need to be on our guard. So beyond just like the front door, and then there's obviously the passage through the sewers, what other uh, entrances and exits should we be aware of in this house if we're doing watches? That's really it. There's there's just the door, like the main door and the basement. There's a kitchen door there's, too. Yes, there's the door near the kitchen. Oh, but that's for servants. I can't imagine Bata's coming in there. <laughs> Not with his uh, fat head. Uh, maybe his uh, <laughs> hired goons might, though. That's true. Bruce walks through the door with armfuls of cheese. Well, what, what's this about to, coming through this door? <laughs> Only the classiest people do it, Reeves. Perfect. Hey, uh, Richter, I know this house is like awesome and really important to you and everything. I'm wondering, could Crumble sleep in the kitchen by the door there? No, it's it's fine. This this home won't last forever, so Well and Crumbles okay. is a really behaved well behaved boy. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. He'll, no, keep, I, I... he'll keep all of his biscuits to one area. <laughs> and Crumbles is already in the kitchen. <laughs> He's like... literally eaten half of the amount of cheese Roos just brought in. <laughs> um, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Awesome. Um, all right. So Nari's going to stay downstairs. Everybody else is going to kind of go upstairs. We're going to say this night, you guys have been through a lot. You guys have had a lot of conversations. You guys have, um, you know, um, touched base with a lot of different people. And now, um, especially since the tidal wave and all of the hullabaloo there, the city is quiet. And you are all able to snuggle up in your beds or on the couch and, and really just get a really good night's sleep. And then in the morning, you wake up to the sun peeking through the windows and um, you are uh, fully rested after a long rest. And uh, yeah, the day is yours. All right. When Roos wakes up, one of the first things he wants to do is uh, send a message to Tigish. Um, he'll say, we found a new ally. The acolytes of Lord Laramie are here to help us fight against inevitability. It's still short a few words, but that's, that's what I'll say. <laughs> so you get to the whole message and then, it's, then it, the last part of the message is just, it's still short a few... Um, you get a message back it's like you know 10 20 seconds later and it says that is great to hear be aware people are asking after you new arrivals in the city be on your guard big and then it cuts off guys I think Tigish got cut off He, he was trying to say something big I don't I don't know what it was but people are looking for us. Honestly, that is not good to hear. Well, I mean, but Tigris is big. Not as big as you, Nari. I, I would imagine that is not the warning that we're getting here. So we should definitely <laughs> have our heads on a swivel today. Okay, all right. Huh? Well, there's not much we can accomplish, at least that I can think of with the door and our, our search 
to get into that tower. And we can try to help the city, but what's what's our plan for today? And the today? tracking on that key is, is still not around? Yeah, it's it, at first it said it was supposed to be delivered by 10 o'clock tonight. It's <laughs> two days later, and it still hasn't really updated with a better delivery window. Classic. It's, yeah, it still says it's in the warehouse in, in Dallas. Nari. As you are uh, having this kind of discussion, trying to figure out what you're going to do with your day, you suddenly hear a voice in your head, a voice that you recognize very, very well. Um, Matt, I need you to do the voice. (laughs) Hey, little sister, it is me. I've arrived in the big city. Um, I will be at the restaurant. Do you know the restaurant? Uh, Nari will say... Meet me at the Drawn Drapes in 30 minutes. I will see you soon. And then to the gang, she will say, It does seem like Ticris is in town, so I guess we're meeting him at the uh, Drawn Drapes. Pine, put some pants on, dude. What is up with that? <laughs> no, but they're, they're all still kind of wet from last night. I mean, from from walking outside, <laughs> not from like an accident or anything. I still have total control, <laughs> but mostly control of all that down there. Mr. Pine, you cannot keep walking around in those tidy whities Well, they're not really white anymore either, dang it. <laughs> yeah, that, that water yesterday was pretty <laughs> nasty. I don't think it was mostly water, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, actually, um, I will say that last night you guys also went down and like checked out the entrance into the sewers that um, Richter would use to get in and out of the house, and it's flooded. Like access through the sewers to get into Richter's house now is, at least for the moment, is not accessible. It seems like the water is dropping slowly, but it's full. Yes, the water. <laughs> yes, the water of the sewers. <laughs> um, uh, as you guys are discussing this, um, Nari, you get another message. This time you can actually feel like the crystal um, that you've been holding on to since episode six vibrating in the palm of your hand. And you hear a voice. Bzz, bzz, bzz. Uh, it's a telemarketer, guys. Yeah, telemarketer. You hear Kira's voice. <gasps> and it says, Nari, we've just arrived. I can't wait to see you. But Pine's daughter, Sanya, is very excited to see her father. was a weird pause. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was me trying to think of what to say. That was not a pause that actually happened. <laughs> I said, but Pine's daughter, and I like had a panic attack. I know, like, I was like, oh no, what happened? Is very ill, is hella tight. <laughs> is... is- very excited to see him. <laughs> is giving me a noogie right now. Could have been all kinds of things. I hooked up with guys. her and I'm over you. Like, there could have been so many bad things. Oh, gosh. Hey, how about we have them meet us at the Drawn Drapes as well? That was what I was going to say. Like, come on over. It'll be a huge party. We can all, we can all meet in the baths. Nari will respond and she will say... Excellent. I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, Please meet us at the Drawn Drapes as soon as possible. We will be there. Awesome. All right. Let's head out! Oh, 
Oh, my pants were on. Wait, you still have to put on those goddamn pants. Where are they? I hung them up to dry. Sorry, I had Squire working on them. I think they're in my room. Let me go. Let me go grab them. Okay, I'll go into the kitchen and say, "Hey, wake up, boy!" And he will have pooped all over the place. <laughs> he ate so much cheese. Yes. It's also the uh, the lactose run, so it's just yeah. everywhere. Oh yeah, Woody. It's like when Kramer was feeding beef to the horse pulling the carriage. <laughs> Not just beef, beefaroni. <laughs> beefaroni. No, beefarino, beefarino. Be- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, so funny. All right, here, let me see if I can find all this. This is going to be uh, fun. All right. Oh, is it Dressa with Tigris? Um, let me hey, let me let me get some some uh, some tokens uh, squared away real quick. No, Paul, I need all the answers right now. <laughs> Why is Dan Harmon in the baths? Oh yeah, that's right. You guys have access to those <laughs> to those tokens. I'm like, how did you know? Oh, that's right. Let me see here. Sorry, guys. Sorry. This is going to get uh, messy. That's how I like it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Shoot, I'm becoming predictable. Honestly, though, I do like having a lot of allies. Like, uh, seems like a good call right now. I think we're going to need it for what's coming. Yeah, the vibe is feeling very end of the series. Hey, now that we're all together, there's this guy Bartos. We need to go mess him up. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) We'll all go walking down the street, snapping our fingers. (laughs) We're going to war. (laughs) The sharks and the jets. Here we go. Boy, boy. Cool boy. Be cool, boy. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's from West Side Story. It's from West Side Story. Oh. Okay. All I know is when you're a jet, you're a jet or oh, whatever, all the, whatever, all the way. That's all I remember. Yeah. But um, it's the yeah. best dialogue that's ever been pinned by man. <laughs> you guys uh, make your way across the city towards the drawn drapes. Um, the drawn drapes, it looks like um, the water may have touched this building a little bit, but it looks like it's all receded back. The building doesn't look like it's uh, any of the worse for wear. You can see that there's still a lot of um, hullabaloo hubbub and stuff going on uh, further north along the bay. The uh, urgency has definitely died down uh, compared to what it was yesterday. And, um, you know, there's lots of like piles of rubble that people have been making. The water has receded back out into the bay. The, uh, the stores and stuff that were flooded and smashed by the tidal wave are now just damp and wet and, and just smashed, but they're not like underwater anymore. Um, but you guys make your way towards the drawn drapes. Oh, it's this fancy, um, it's like a plaster building. It's got this motif around the outside. Um, and you remember that it's relatively small in just a few rooms, very good food, um, and, you know, high quality liquor. Um, and there's also a bathhouse here. Um, at the uh, at the drawn drapes, as you enter into this uh, this inn, this hotel, this uh, establishment, you can see that the innkeeper who you spoke with uh, last time, who I think the last time you actually saw him, he was trying to run the bar uh, because the bartender um, that you loved so much had just gone missing and then got murdered somehow. Um, I know. It's he, crazy, right? 
<laughs> he is standing at the front um, by the door. You can see as you walk in that there is a different bartender there who is uh, serving meals and food and drinks and that kind of thing. Um, but as you walk in, the innkeeper looks at you and says, Welcome to the Drawn... Oh! Oh! Welcome welcome back to the Drawn Drapes. Would you be staying with us, or would you care for a bath, or maybe just a meal? Do you have any private dining rooms we could reserve and use? Uh, no private dining rooms here. I, I apologize. But a private bathroom, right? Where we can all soak in private for a moment? There are private baths, yes. Is that what you would care to do? Can you order drinks to the baths? Or oh, Of course. Of course. Just ah, try not to yes, spill them, Yes, we'll take please. one of those then. Um, as you guys are in here talking, um, I imagine Tigris heard um, Nari's voice, and then you hear a bellowing. Go ahead, Tigris. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Wait, he's the Fonz? <laughs> <laughs> no, he will, he will. He will yell out, "Nari Stormfeast!" My brother. You can hear this voice coming from the baths, which is more on the east side of the building. You hear muffled in there, Tigris, be sure to put on your towel. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I'm in the warmest water I've ever experienced. It's amazing. I'm not wearing clothes. You got to come to me. <laughs> the, the innkeeper says, oh, uh, so uh, you you know our... Our most recent uh, guests. Uh, please let me show you uh, show you to the baths, and then he motions and you. You don't uh, see over. the resemblance. It's a little f- rude. Like oh. <laughs> I don't assume anything. So he motions you over to the baths. As you um, are you guys going to get changed to get naked into the baths or what? Oh, get changed. Pine is just going to strip naked in the baths. <laughs> 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 All right, you guys can go on over to the baths then. Uh, make your way on over, and uh, yeah. Um, as you guys walk into this uh, this room with the baths, you can see there's this large public bath, and then off to the off to the right, there's a couple of smaller private baths. This big bath, though, uh, is completely empty except for one very large, naked, hairy man, and then a smaller man, still like fit, um, but with large antlers on his head. Um, you see Tikris and Yastin are soaking here in the baths. You can also see that uh, Tikris has been experimenting with uh, sculpting his body hair. Right now, his chest hair and happy trail are in like a lightning bolt for like the storm fists. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. I can't believe you would see that about my brother. If <laughs> <laughs> real human Sabrina feels embarrassment for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing Tigris more as like fun party dude and he got drunk one night and he decided to put the thing, the shave in the things. I, yeah, it'll grow back. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. All right, Nari is going to sit at the very opposite end of the pool. Uh, like, you know, you can still see and hear everybody. Uh, you just have to kind of project a little bit. Yeah, which is okay. great because Tigris is going to be like talking to you from where he's at in the pool, which is like the opposite corner. Yes, that is the idea. <laughs> Little sister, we have arrived. We have brought with us the key that, um, from the Herald of the Winds. Oh my gosh, it said it was going to arrive on Saturday. That is so convenient. Thank you. <laughs> it's 
so here, here's the deal. Um, I don't know that Jordan, I don't know that, that you know how everybody got here, how the Snow Patrol got here, but I'm pretty sure Matt knows how the Snow Patrol got here. So I will just <laughs> let you guys talk now. Okay, here we go. Ready, set, go, have a conversation. <laughs> so, uh, y- uh, Austin. <laughs> yeah. Good to see you again, man. Yeah. Shake his hand. <laughs> it is very nice to see you, Mr. Pine. People don't sound like that. <laughs> well, Yastin's a tall heart. Yastin's a tall heart. He's, he, up until recently, the Stormfist and the Tall Hearts didn't necessarily always get along, so. Oh, but the, I mean, we didn't dude. Like, we were all up in the mountains together. Come on now. <laughs> I think it's that your people found our horns off putting or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, that's so funny. <sighs> Well, anyway, little sister, I have brought with us the key. We have it with us. Uh, it's somewhere around here. It was with my clothes over there. Oh, I uh, appreciate you taking such good care of it, brother. Uh, it's, it's on the inside pocket. It is somebody that had to dig through my clothes a lot to be able to find it. Yeah, no, no, of course. That, that makes sense. Uh, yes, he, he never let it out of his sight. He always had it with him. Unless, of course, he didn't. But most of the time, he did, in fact, have it with him. <laughs> um, okay, real quick. I got to tell um, uh, Yostin and Tikris, you guys would know that, yes, Adressa and... And I've been saying Dorden. It's actually Darden. <laughs> it's Darden. Oh, is it Darden? I think we said it's Dorden totally in the Darden. whole Snow Patrol episode. We did. Yeah. We did. <laughs> but yep. It's Darden. Okay. So, but Adressa and Darden are here. And right now, they're just currently trying to figure out what to do with your conveyance. So that's why they're not here in the in the baths. Well, it, yeah, it's not just us. Also, uh, the um, Adressa has come as well as Darden D. Smith. And you remember D. Smith, Mr. Pine? Yes, I do. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Anyway, let's, let's 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 rewind back like a what five minutes. Oh, I got this. Okay, and back to back to real time. Anyway, they are trying to find a they're fi- trying to find a suitable a stables or the rookery or something for the um, for the ripper birds. <laughs> for, wh- I I'm sure they will be able to find such a thing in this great city. A rookery for the Ripper Birds? The Ripper Birds, yes. You, do, you, do you remember when you were with Apidai in the north with us? Yeah. The, uh, the Ripper Birds, yes. They when were. We all got um, those sick tattoos together. Right, right. <laughs> yes, there, there are birds that do the ripping. Bobby <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> I seem to recall you guys. We t- you talked about asking us for help with that, but we we ended up leaving instead of helping you out. That was well, so. It turns out that this um, herald of the wind, it actually had chased out the ripper birds from their 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 lands, from their te- their territories, and uh, when we uh, got rid of the the herald of the winds, the ripper birds were very grateful, and they decided uh, that uh, they would fly us here. So we've been flying on the ripper birds. Oh, wow. They are very large. <laughs> the Ripper Bird's <laughs> stats are Wyvern stats, just a heads up. 
Okay, okay. Ooh. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. Richter is just quiet in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Richter's Richter like, I can't to... understand anything they say. <laughs> Here, Richter, I'm almost done with this strigil if you'd like to scrape off some of the dirt. Uh, n- no, thank you. I think I'll stay here. <laughs> no, it's like a whole thing. We Every time we come to like the baths, we just get naked and hang out and talk and everything. I like these traditions <laughs> very much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tickerus, we can all tell. I have no idea if I'm having any consistency with with his yeah, you're voice. Doing you're doing great. It's just so funny because you're like, I got this, and then and then you're totally doing things that like most improv comics would never try. <laughs> you're, killing you're killing it, dude. It's awesome. Oh my gosh. So, um, did Tikris give you guys the key, or is he still trying to find it? No, it's in the pile of my clothes over there. It's in his clothing pile. We're hey, hanging hey, out. Hey, you the, with the cat, the cat ears guy. There's two people with cat ears. You have to. You're talking to me. <laughs> you one not in the, the, the not wet cat ears guy. Y- you yes. Can, you can dig through my clothes over there. You could get the key. Did uh, you say in your clothes? Over right. Th- yes. They, they're over there. They smell like Ripper Bird. Richter, you have to open your eyes if you want to find them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's in the pocket that's closest to the crotch. Pocket closest to the... Good heavens. <laughs> Richter's, Richter's rifling around in there to try to find the key. Um, you actually find it relatively easily. Um, you don't have to dig too much into these stinky clothes. Um, and you you pull out this uh, this key, very similar in shape to the ones you've already found, uh, the four other ones. Um, this one, however, is white. Um, it's metal, but it's got this white, it's like a, a light uh, a light metal. It, it looks white in your hands. He, he actually pulls out a handkerchief, wraps it in a handkerchief, and then puts it in his pocket. As you do that, the doors to the baths open and three figures come walking in, accompanied by the innkeeper, who says, "Uh, I believe you're looking for these folks. And then he kind of steps out. Now we're having a right good party (laughs) in here. Right. Now that was both my voices at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a cool pool party for the cool kids at my school. (laughs) It's a cool pool party. It was a cool party. Um, as you um, as you uh, are in the bath there, you can see um, the innkeeper leaves, but three um, three folks walk in, all three that you recognize. One is... Nari ignores the <laughs> don't run, please walk sign. Okay, first <laughs> off, I'm going to need a dexterity check for that uh, to make sure you don't slip on the wet tile. But first, let me describe who comes in. It was a nat 20. Oh, it was a bug. In walks this man um, with uh, plate armor on. He's got this cape on his back. He looks more resplendent than you've ever seen him before. Red skin, red horns coming off the top of his head. Um, uh, Bordemus, Sir Bordemus. Um, 
Then um, on the other side of this group of three, you see this very large man, dark skin, full beard, short little nubby horns with a great sword strapped across his back. You see Brinby, tiny, the general of Kira's army. And speaking of Kira, right there in between them, you see this small figure, whitish blonde hair. You can see um, she leans upon her crutch with her left arm. You can see uh, scars across her left side of her face and body, a beautiful um, eye and lips on the right side. Um, this power and confidence, this regalness as she steps in surrounded by two of her bodyguards. Kira, the queen of Tabori, is staring at all of you naked in the baths as naked Nari comes running across the tiles with a natural 20, no slip at all. Nari, natural 20, dexterity check. What do you do? I kind of realize I'm naked about three quarters of the way through. And uh, <laughs> wasn't Tickerish pointing to his pile of clothes? So I think Nari will kind of pick up a few of those, including the pants that he had uh, mentioned that he was in, and just kind of tug them on all real quick and uh, make her way over and say, oh my gosh, it is so good to see all three of you while staring at Kira. Tickris will look over at Yastin and say, she used to take my hoodie all the time when I was in high school, too. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like something a sister would do. (laughs) (laughs) Richter's right there as well, and he's like, ah, I've never met you, but I've heard of your exploits. Uh, You are Sir Bladdermouse, I believe, correct? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. He he offers his hand to you, Sir Sir Bordemus of the Order of the Wilted Rose. Ah, well, I apologize, Sir Blomkirkus. Uh, <laughs> it's wonderful to meet you, though. Sir Blumpkin. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh golly! Oh, you guys, are, this is too much. This is too much. Uh, Brinby spots a uh, pine in the water and steps forward. And he says, "Ah, Lieutenant General Pine, it's great to see you again." Oh, Tiny, sorry. Uh, Field Marshal Tiny. It's good to see you, too. You're getting to see a lot of this Mr. Pine right now, too, if you look under the water. (laughs) Well, no, there's all the steam. See the steam in the room? It's actually, it's pretty cool. It kind of gives a little impression. You get to see some silhouette, which honestly is sometimes more alluring than seeing the whole package. And we've never understood how it worked. Ha <laughs> you dog. The the steam seems to censor everybody's privates. <laughs> You're right. I'm a cad. <laughs> um Kira looks at you, Nari, and says Nari, it's good to see you. And all of you. Yeah, totally good to see all of you as well. Um all of you. Pine will get up on the stairs to kneel down. So that he's not like, and then he'll and he'll uh, say, "Your Highness," says Ambassador. I'm afraid my official ambassador's clothing has been a bit soiled due to the events of yesterday. You probably saw the devastation left in the wake of a massive tidal wave. My clothes have been destroyed. That's why I'm swinging out like kneeling in front of you. <laughs> She says, no, I, it's, of course, this is tradition here in, in the city of Almar. The baths are all natural. I've been getting reports of all that's going on from Nari um, almost daily. 
And it seems to me that the trouble in Tabury is, um, is for the most part past. And at this point, I am no longer needed there at the moment. It seems like the more important, the more important task is here with you all. It's good to see you again, sister. Rus will stand up and he'll uh, put away the, the strigil. Wiener swinging. <laughs> yeah, just everything out. Good, good to see you again. She comes up and gives you a hug. <laughs> Nudity's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was relieved to hear that things went well with everything happening over at Tabery. It it could not have gone better. And she looks over at you, Pine, and she says, Your daughter is an amazing captain, and we would not have survived the day without her skill in taking on Tenor's airships. Amazing. Is Sonia here? Yes, yeah, Sonia's here. She is uh, at the ship, at the, at the uh, skyport. She is securing everything, making sure everything is, is set um, as a captain should blast off the ship, correct? I guess. I don't know. I was a lieutenant general. <laughs> well, that's what she told me. I thought you were always captain first. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> no, no, this is a, a queen that you're addressing right now. I'm pretty sure you don't say thank you thank you brother (laughs) yes I think you're supposed to use terms like smash or doink (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Kira says Nari it seems we have a lot to discuss I think we should we should gather what allies we have and plan our next steps I think that's a wise idea this is a big meeting room that we're in. <laughs> I mean, we'll probably want to take notes and everything, so probably not a great place for paper and ink. Richter, you're from the city. Do we have a place that would be... I mean, of course, I'd be happy to host everyone in my home. It might be a little bit crowded in there, but, you know, of course we could we could hold it there. Um, That's okay. I love crowded house. You feel like that's safe from uh, prying eyes? What about the library? Uh, that's a that's a wonderful idea. We could consider the library itself. If we spoke to the speakers of the house, we might even be able to convene there. What we're about to discuss. That sounds like the government would have our Wi-Fi and listen to us, and also <laughs> like kind of judge our pupil dilation. What the heck are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, they may have a uh, maybe a, a chamber we could use within the capital, even. I don't think we need to use, like, the actual, you know, Senate Hall, but maybe something there we could use. Perhaps. I mean, even the Senate Hall itself, if there's enough in attendance, it might not be bad. If we were to arrange it after hours, we might be able to have the place to ourselves. Oh, yeah, and hey, everybody, there's this dude, Bartas. Let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bordemus instantly starts cracking his knuckles as uh, <laughs> as Brinby like pulls out his sword and like starts hefting it, and, like starts getting into like his battle scene motion on loop, you know, where it's just kind of like they have their little oh, like, yeah. Ri- yeah anyway. Um, well, honestly, I, I, I say that I say that somewhat in jest, but just know that even though we have many allies here now, and I'm ec- ecstatic to see you, there are still those who would stand in our way due to their own petty selfishness. And I'm specifically speaking of one Bartas, former adjudicator, leader of the 
Ah, uh, underworld criminals here in the city, and uh, one time behind the scenes leader of the city. But uh, he seeks to uh, once again reclaim power, and last night he basically said, Hey, I'll help you if you let me have this city afterward. And anyway, we said no, so he is somebody who could be standing in our way. And I'm talking a lot, mostly because I'm kind of nervous because I'm completely naked in front of my queen. Um, I'm going to get dressed. And what a queen she is. <laughs> she says, she says, well, if it, if the Senate is where you think it would make sense to meet, um, feel free to use my name. Mention that I'm here in the city. The Queen of Tabory must hold some weight here. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, it definitely will with the senators. I wouldn't want to, like, say, hey, everybody, all around, around the city that the Queen is here. And, sorry, still nervous because I'm... This stupid fly won't zip. <laughs> Pine's putting his clothes back on. Anyway, I think we should maybe keep your um, arrival here maybe under wraps, but we should let the Senate know, yes. I, I do think that's a good idea. Um, my queen, uh, where are you staying? Who knows that you're here? Um, the only ones who know I'm here are the dock master who took my papers. And you. I planned on staying on the ship, unless maybe you had a place that was more comfortable. Uh, Richter's place has five rooms, and... <laughs> I know there's too many of us that are taken, but you and I could share one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can wash the sheets and you can have my room and be fine. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, or you could stay by yourself. I just, you know, yes. throwing things we, out, whatever sticks. I, I would be honored to host you in my home. I don't have much, but uh, it's a comfortable dwelling. My Aelaton ate all the cheese. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do Tickris and Yastin think about everyone getting invited to Richter's home and they're just still sitting here in the bath? Well, they're obviously invited too. <laughs> yeah. Tickris would be like, Tickris is like, oh yeah, I'd love to go there. Sounds like a wonderful place. You guys sleep on like the feather beds, right? We sleep <laughs> on the hay ones. Yeah, Yastin's like, I'm a bit outdoorsy for all this indoor bathing and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You guys can stay on the couch. Don't worry about it. There's two couches. You guys can take couches. It'll be good. And and now that all the couches... Oh my god, how did all the couches get taken up? So sad. So, uh, I guess I'll have to share a room with somebody. Hey, Justin, a couch is kind of like a pile of leaves that you put inside. <laughs> oh, is that what it yeah. was? Yes, for sitting in. I thought I thought it was like a cow that had been stuffed with things and you could lay on top of the stuffed cow. <laughs> well honestly it kind of is, but it's just the skin. <laughs> That's fascinating. Hey Nari, hey Nari. Those are the only clothes I own. <laughs> oh, uh yes, yes. Uh Nari will take the key from his wiener pocket, I guess. Wiener pocket. <laughs> Wiener pocket. I think Richter already has it. <laughs> oh, did Richter actually grab it? Yes. I, yes, regrettably. Oh, okay. I, I wrapped it in a bit of cloth and stuck to, stuck it in my own pocket. That's, that's honestly Would you like to... Good. I mean, if you good, would like to carry idea. the key... No, you no, can no, carry no, no, no. <laughs> please, in fact. <laughs> please. Please take it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Nari will, like... 
very, very casually and super coolly, no stress, put on her own clothing. All right, now I got to put on the wet clothes because my sister got in them when she was all wet. <laughs> Tigris just all, all seven and a half feet of him comes out of the bath and he stands right next to Brinby and he looks, he looks at him. Who's taller? Um, actually, they're they're well. Let's uh, let's make a check because I think that they're pretty much the same height. So this is gonna be like just roll a d twenty. We'll see who wins. Ready, set, go. Oh, Cyrus <laughs> rolled a ten. Brinby rolled an eighteen. So we'll say Brinby is taller, but it's really just because of the horns. This those little nubs of horns just make him just slightly taller. So, so Tigris is literally like doing the hand on top of his head and like going over to Brinby's head, like <laughs> back and forth, and then he'd be like. He'll say, hell yeah, man. And then he'll put his hand out for a predator handshake. Completely naked, too. Just like yeah. being up in this <laughs> no, space. Totally naked. <laughs> if you're trying to measure and compare, I mean, Brinby's got to get naked, too, then. Brinby's <laughs> <laughs> over there. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, Brinby, Brin, are you going to get naked, too, then? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys have had like this fun like kind of interaction, but you have now have the final key. Um, uh, Kira informs you that she's going to head back to the ship, um, to the airship, uh, inform Sanya what's going on, um, and then um, when you guys are able to set up some kind of a meeting, uh, let her know, and she will be there um, with her generals and with any help that she has brought with her. My queen, would you like me to accompany you as well? Back to my ship. My daughter is there. Come on. I know I know your daughter has been excited to see you. Also, it's been a while and I need to uh, you know earn some more points, make sure I haven't Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm not even that desperate. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta make sure that I haven't fallen out of favor. She's surrounded by all these other like, you know, very accomplished warriors who are also advisors and stuff, and then you know hot babes. Got to, ins- got to ensure my position. Um, so, yeah. So, Kira and Bordemus and Brinby and Pine all leave to go back to the ship. And then Tikris and Yastin. I don't know what they're going to be doing. <laughs> Maybe they'll just go straight over to Richter's house and crash. We need to find, we need to find Adressa and Darden and let them know where to go. Perfect. Because we're the experts in the city now. We, we <laughs> found the place to be naked inside. Yes, of course. And obviously, Adressa is in, and everyone in your group are welcome to come to uh, Richter's house. Nari says, just like looking at Richter. <laughs> I was about awesome. to say something um, that would make Sabrina so mad. <laughs> say it. Please say it. Oh, yes. Uh, and thank you very much, uh, uh, Richter, Mr. Richter, for letting us stay at your house. Adressa and I will only need the one bedroom as well. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, you already took the couch. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, okay. You guys all kind of leave um, the uh, the drawn drapes. Tickers and Yastin are on their way to go find Adressa and Darden. Um, Pine and Bordemus, Kira and Brinby are all heading back to the ship to go speak with Sanya. Whereas Richter and Nari and Roos are going to try to meet with the um, the high speaker to try to organize a meeting area of some kind to try to get 
uh, some kind of a big meeting going on about what's coming up. Um, Nari also has the key of Trophos, the Herald of the Air. Hey, let's not use that key until we're absolutely ready to face what's behind that gate, right? I mean, that's obvious, right? Yes. Okay, yes. Okay. No, we got to have a conference before we use this key. But didn't didn't they say it was a tool or something to, to help protect against the end? I think that the translation wasn't clear if it was that if the gate was protecting something or protecting us from something. Real quick, what it said was there's a gate and a guardian. And that is, that's as clear as it was. A gate yeah, and either a way, I don't want to mess with that until we have the uh, solid team. Okay. Um, Nari, Richter, and Roos, you guys are heading towards the seaside, towards the bay, um, and towards the high house to try to see if you can find uh, Nicolette St. Clair to, to create a, a space for this meeting as um, Yastin and uh, Tikris try to go find Adressa and Darden wherever they may be, trying to find some stables for these massive um, ripper birds or these giant birds. It's basically, it's like a giant bird, but it has like a velociraptor mouth, like a velociraptor snout. Like that's kind of what a ripper bird is. We'll just listen for the sounds of all the people afraid of the ripper birds and we'll find them. <laughs> exactly. Um, where, uh, whereas uh, Mr. Pine is heading towards the... Um, towards the skyport. Uh, Mr. Pine, as you uh, head towards the skyport, you can look up and you can see docked up around uh, the skyport. You see a lot of different airships. You see one that looks like it's seen better days. It looks like it's been patched and and the balloon has been mended. You can see there's people like working on it right now, currently trying to fix it up. You see the Angel's Might, this massive warship um, that has flown down here from Tabri, uh, your daughter's ship. You see a smaller airship kind of uh, just coming into port. and um, But you also see docked up close to the angel's might. You see an airship that you recognize very, very well. It is exquisite. Small, but you know it's fast. Whereas other airships are leaking um, smoke and fumes and blue kind of mist from their engines that they have. Uh, this one runs smooth and clean, and you recognize the Allele Eagle has docked here at the Skyport, as it seems that more and more of your allies are arriving here in Almar just in time for what is to come. And that's where we're going to stop for tonight. I do not feel good. <laughs> you don't feel good? I got a lot of anxiety about what's coming up. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, the Allele Eagle, but I don't do a voice of anybody on the Allele Eagle. <laughs> oh, you wanted to talk to yourself some more? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you for playing. Um, yeah, that's been fun. Um, potential ally of Bartas um, turned away, and then other allies are showing up in town for... Um, the final countdown. <laughs> I was going to say showdown, but it's the, yeah, anyway. Um, all right, guys, if you like what we're doing, uh, go check out our Patreon and you can uh, get more content. You can get our behind the scenes, like uh, outtakes, as well as some uh, They Grow Up So Fast, where we talk about leveling up and also get wikis and uh, maps. And don't forget, we have a shop, all that fun stuff. Tell your family, tell your friends. But most importantly, 
Until we get together next time, we hope you have a great time.